Welcome to How Are We Still Married? Hello, everyone. I don't know how we're still married. I always say that, but it's like, you know, sometimes there's just battles you have to get through and then you have to decide, like, is it worth staying together? It seems like and we I, have more battles than most, though. I don't know. I thought, I thought, especially during COVID, that the battles sort of subsided a little bit. Well, I guess we're getting back to normal now in the world. So now you've, you've revved up the battles. Well, some more. you know, because you were counting my strokes on that stupid mini well, yeah. golf game, and I'm just really not over it. Well, see, the thing is, when when you get worked up about something, it's good then to play along. No, no, no. You poke <laughs> the bear. You don't play along. And then before you yeah. know it, I'm just like totally explosive. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And why do you do that? Why do you do that? Seriously. Like, why would you poke the bear? <laughs> Why, why do I need to be terrified of the bear? You don't need to be terrified, but you could like be a, what do they call it? A de-escalator instead of the escalator. Hmm. If I'm getting frustrated, like even the mini golf or whatever it is I'm trying to do and I'm getting frustrated, I don't think you need to be like cracking jokes and making yeah, fun of me. Have and to. then you make me madder and madder and madder until the point that I'm just like, I'm ready to hit you with something. It's part of my DNA. Oh my God. Yeah, that's why we're such a great match. <laughs> that's why we're still married. I don't even get it. Yeah. So in the last one, we we were going to talk about, um, in the couple previous, we had talked about our move to LA, and then we sort of got sidetracked and all this other stuff. Uh-huh. But, uh, we tend to do that. But um, so let's go back to uh, talking about, we had, we had moved from one house in LA. We tend to have names for the houses. This one was called the Mommy House because of the landlord calling his wife Mommy. Every time we called him on the phone to ask a question, he'd say, just a minute, please, Mommy. And then he'd scream the question to the wife. And this was back in 2007 in Manhattan Beach. Uh Uh-huh. Mommy. The Mommy House. So we moved out of the Mommy House because we wanted to Should have been the Mold House. Well, it had mold. It had ants too. It could and and it had a gas smell. <laughs> you sure you didn't want to gather so, up the ants and create an ant farm out of that? The mold gas ant house. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It was just. A, it's lovely. It sounds M-G-A-H. the description is amazing. Mm-hmm. We should put yeah. that in the Zillow ad. But like like we said, that was probably the most ex- one of the most expensive places we ever lived. ever lived. Because ever. those things that house now is worth one point seven million. I saw it should be sale. mown down. Yeah. It should yeah. be mowed down. And, and it's still standing You know, somehow. I think you told him that. You got very angry with him because of the, of the burn house, and then we didn't have a place to go. And I think you actually said, your house should be mowed down. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I talk, think you said I that. I did say that to him, and, it, and it's still standing. And then he went, mommy! <laughs> yeah, and this is now four, 15 years later, and it's still standing. Yeah. So it's got to be in it's really disgusting. great shape. It's disgusting. And the reason, the reason we're kind of going into this from all that time ago, because we moved from that house because we wanted to, Brooks was skating, and we wanted to get closer to his ice rink. So Yeah, because it was such a drive. I would dr- have to drive down the shoulder yeah. to get him to skate. <laughs> well, you didn't have to do that. Well, I but couldn't that's... get him to skating on time, yeah. and they were very mad when we were two seconds late. and. So I did. I drove on the shoulder a number of times all the way down the 91 out here in L.A. to get him there on time. And so we thought, you know what? And I think we should move. That's what the California Highway Patrol really appreciates. When you know <laughs> that there's me. traffic, you, you figure out a way to get around it. My baby needs down to the get shoulder. to skating. Y'all move out of my way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> no, but, it didn't. So we had found another house down um, further down in Orange County and... Uh, Nice, nice place. It was, you know, in a really nice neighborhood. And so we decided we were going to, we were going to move into that place. And so we started 
We then made the we deal. found out. What did we find out, though? Oh, well, yeah. So, yeah. So <sighs> Nightmare. These landlords, because we always are renting because it's so expensive out here, that uh, the landlords were showing us the house and everything. And um, we, we didn't made know until we signed it. N- no. So we, we looked at the house. We signed the lease. And then after, which was a stupid question, after we already signed everything, like, oh, where do you live? And they said, oh, we're in this house right next door. So, which basically, Perfect. yeah, windows, a two-story <laughs> house that looked, you know, right up against the house we were in. It's like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. We're right next to yep. them. And so they could just watch us all the time. They were handing us the keys and I will never forget. She says, we just live right here. So if you need anything, yeah. it's like, oh, oh my, my God. God, we have cats. We're not <laughs> supposed to have any cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was that. Well, yeah. Well, we dressed them up as little children. And so little that, chihuahuas. That yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was the least of our worries, it turned out. Yeah. So that that so we get the keys and you, Well, you I and- had been moving. I did this move very strangely. Normally it's a weekend and we pack up everything and then everybody, the movers come and help us move and our friends come. Mark actually helped us move that time. Mark loves helping Mark us. Mark loves that. It's his favorite. Um <laughs> he says every right to say no. I remember he finally said that to us. Um love you, Mark. But anyway, um, so I had been allowed, she was very nice, this landlord. At first, and she said, I'll allow you to have the key and you can move in a little at the time over the next two weeks because we lived in Manhattan Beach and this house was down in further down in Orange County. And that's where Brooke skated. So I would pack all day long what I call the guts of the house, your closet, your drawers, you know, under the bed, all those sorts of things, pack all day long, load the car myself, go pick him up at one o'clock, race down the highway on the shoulder of the road, get to skating, let him skate until six o'clock and then go over. He would help me unload the the SUV, put all the stuff inside. I would literally be over there till nine o'clock. I would be unpacking until I knew you were home and then we'd come home and have a very late dinner. So I did that for two weeks. And so the closets were full. The shelves were full. The kitchen was unpacked. So I had more than half the house unpacked. And we had all of our precious items we saved for the end. Thank God. Thank God. I did that at the end because I didn't want to be without him. And we were still sleeping in Manhattan Beach. So So on our moving day, we had everything else brought down there. And then you and Brooke stayed down at that house, and I went back to. They the unloaded other all of the precious items into the living room, which was a godsend. Yeah, that, that saved our lives. So we we did that, and then we didn't want to bring our dog down there at that time. So we we left the dog in the old house because all I, by himself with no furniture. Yeah, because I was coming. Out. I was coming back up there the next morning to clean it up. I was bringing carpet cleaner and all this stuff. And Brooks so. and I were going to stay down in Orange County and yeah. begin unpacking. So you you and Brooks, the next morning, you and Brooks stayed there. I go up to the other house, and I open up the door, and I'm hit with this stench. It's like, oh, my God. There's Poor there's no furniture Sam, in there, but the place is, place is a total mess because we had moved out and didn't do anything to clean up. And the dog, which we had left in there overnight, um, you know, it was he was only in there for maybe 10 hours. But he had had like diarrhea all over. And like, he the must main have had it at room. high speed <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was every... everywhere, slung yeah. on the walls, like everywhere. So, like, oh my God, I've got to clean this up because the guy's coming over to do a walkthrough in like three hours because I was I was supposed to be cleaning it up and, and have it already. Stink. You said the stink stench was is killer. everywhere. And then, of course, little mommy guy shows up <laughs> yeah. like soon after I got there. 
with the diarrhea way, all over way the before walls. he was supposed to. Yep. And he walks in, smells the diarrhea, and what have you done to my house, <laughs> mommy? <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, and the place was totally trash because we hadn't. I was gonna just no, clean it up. No holes in the wall, you know, well, nail holes. Yeah, we we're gonna nail holes, fix yeah. all that stuff. And the but it was mostly this giant diarrhea, several stains all over the the lovely carpet as it was there. And then and, Sam, of course, trying to jump all over him. I'm sure. And so I'm trying to convince him. Oh no, I'll get it all cleaned up. And he was just like totally livid and just like super super mad. Obviously, I guess if you're a landlord, and your house is sort of trashed with a, a dog having diarrhea everywhere you know then, we'd be the best landlords because we we've been through it but what's funny <laughs> is because when we when we first were gonna get into that house i had to go out to like meet him at like a cheesecake factory or something and convince him because he didn't like dogs and so i had to convince him <laughs> oh Oh, we've just got he's this. Docile. We've got this nice, cute little little doggy, and he, yeah, he's very docile, and and, and he's always he's, he's a golden retriever. He's never had pounds. A, he's never had an accident <laughs> in the house, and he's right. yeah, he's just so well trained. Lex, yeah, I mean Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam was pretty, pretty well trained. He was so but, good compared he was, to Lexi. He was a big golden retriever, and he just really. Um, did, did a number, a he number two, a actually, uh, all over the place. He must have just been a nervous wreck. Yeah, I so think, I think the, that was probably it. He was terrified because there's nothing in there. Which we now call the burn house. I'm at the new house, and you're at the old house, the mommy house, and it's a long way away. It was like 30 minutes, probably. Maybe, Maybe 45. A little bit more, depending on traffic. Yeah, yeah, it was a long way, uh, Manhattan Beach to Orange County. And so... You're calling me up going, you just will not believe the guy showed up and he showed up two hours early and there's diarrhea all over the walls. We're never yeah, so, getting our deposit so back. So there goes that deposit. Yeah, Sam was jumping As all over so many and Sam's other covered diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy doesn't even like dogs at all. No. So, yeah, that was a that was hugely problematic. But then... We went through the next day. So that that night, we actually slept in the new house for the first time. It was March. March 1st, actually. We woke up. We turned on the heater for all of 10 or 15 minutes. Had our cereal. Had to hurry back. We all went over to the mommy house to get it cleaned up. That was the last day that we could be there. And so Brooks and I went to help you clean it all up. And then he had a test. The next day, our studious little PhD student, and he said, "Well, at that time in like I know ninth grade, ninth tenth grade, grade, but yeah. he was very studious his whole life. So he's like, I want to go home and get ready for my day tomorrow. And so we left you probably about four thirty or five o'clock. And it's weird how your brain works because you just you tell yourself, oh, that's just this. So we walked into the house and we this huge electrical smell." And Brooks is like, what is that? And I said, well, you know, the park is right across the street and people are cooking out because it's first part of spring and it's L.A. And so everybody's, you know, co probably cooking out. We had been gone for maybe, I don't know, six or eight hours from the time we turned the heater on in the morning. We turned it right back off and we left. So we came into this electrical smell and then um, it got really hot in the house. And I was unpacking his room. I was putting all the pictures on the wall. He was in another room studying for this test right next door to me, actually. 
And I finished his room and I went to turn on the air conditioner and all this white smoke blew out of it. Well, luckily, the landlords live right next door. (laughs) So it doesn't matter that it's on Sunday night. I go flying next door and they come over and he turns it on. Sure enough, smoke's pouring out everywhere. He said, oh, there must be a problem with the air conditioner. Keep it off and I'll call a repair person in the morning. Brooks went back to studying. I started quizzing him on his test, took a break from unpacking, and I was sitting in this chair and I felt, literally, I felt heat on my back. So inside that wall, it was really, the wall was super hot. And so we thought, well, okay, we didn't think anything about it. The air conditioner's not working. We can't turn on the air conditioner. So we took a little break and we went into the kitchen and pulled out some old Kentucky fried chicken. By this time, it's like 6 or 6.30. You're still not home. And we're eating. And then we heard the sound that it would make if you dragged a wood chair across a wood floor. Like that. And I said to Brooks, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Somebody's breaking in. And he said, no, no, wait. Wait, that's in the attic. Something's falling in the attic. Someone is in the attic. Yeah. Well, you know who was up there? A fire. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he was right. He says, no, no, something's in the attic. So he is so different from, especially from me. He calmly, he's 15. He calmly says, I think the attic might be on fire because we've seen smoke. I'm hearing things fall. It sounds like things are falling, like the roof is caving in. He calmly walks up the hall. He, of course, carried a briefcase because that was him. (laughs) He had a briefcase. He had an external hard drive. He had his school books. And he calmly walked out the front door with all of his items. That's what he needed to save was that stuff, his school stuff. And I'm screaming. Here's me down the hall, up the hall, down the hall, looking for my phone, looking for my purse, looking for my sweater. I got to call Ted. Got to call Ted. Yeah, oh my God, meantime, oh my God, I'm, oh my God. I'm still at the other house, just finishing right. it up. And we didn't yeah. even call. I I, I went well, outside. Didn't you have to? Didn't Brooks go back in, or you were going to go back? No, in to I get did your go back phone. in. I yeah. did. I was so stupid, but I didn't have my cell phone, and I knew exactly where I'd left it after I was outside with my purse and my house shoes and a sweater. I said, I'm going back in. The phone is laying on your your desk and I have to get it. I have to be able to have my phone and call daddy. And he's like, if you're going in, I'm going in. And I said, I'm going in. You stay out here. And he said, well, if I'm going in behind you. And if I die, then you know, you've killed your son. Oh, nice. <laughs> he followed me. That inside. sounds like your kind of logic. Yeah. He followed me inside. Yeah. He's not totally different from me. Yeah. I grabbed the phone and I am telling you, we were com- It's like a movie. We were coming down the hall. White smoke was everywhere. And I'm starting to see pieces of the ceiling fall in. So we got outside, we ran next door, telling the landlords the damn place is on fire. And sure enough, they called the fire department. Six fire trucks showed up. Six. Yeah, you called you called me in like a like a fit, like the house is on fire, the house on, I'm like Oh my God. So I, I race back down. I don't even there. know what you must have driven because you got well, there in like 15 or 20 minutes and it was at least a 45 minute and, drive. You know, realistically, I expected just like a little tiny thing because, because, because <laughs> I, knew you were say it. I, I have the, the 30% rule that means that everything you say is sort of exaggerated by Thank about 30, you, Ted. 30%. So you never believe me. So, you think no, it's I, like, I, you know, crying out wolf. Obviously, I thought there was a fire, but I thought it maybe was not as big a deal as you had well, said. Well, we lost everything. But then when so, I pull up and yeah. you can't even get to, to the house because they had it blocked off and there were trucks everywhere and I see smoke pouring out and everybody out in front. We were both, we're all just like in shock. Well, yeah, and the dumb dumb thing was um, it was the heater. They discovered that the landlords that live next door, um, the last servicing on the heater was in 1987 
And this was 2007. If Brooks was eight. eight. Yeah, 2008 is when it was. Um, and the, the heater had not been serviced. So, of course, it was all of their liability. But the problem was there was no entrance to the attic inside the house. So yeah, the fire, the sense. firemen came in and they said, we can't get to the fire and, and the whole roof is going to cave in. So they drilled all these holes. They I think there was holes like, in, yeah. in the ceiling from inside the house first, you know, to get to find it. And then they drilled, they did a hole in the roof on the outside. A lot of them. But a they, whole they kept lot of punching them. little holes in the ceiling, which, you know. Well, they were like the <clears> size <throat> of, you know, a, a little six inch personal pizza. They weren't little holes. They were like yeah, that size. But I mean, but that would, that still could have been fixable. But of course, since the house was built in whatever it was. Yeah. That here we go. Uh, the issue wasn't so much even the fire or smoke damage because they were able to get there it out There was a lot of water damage quickly. too, though. Water damage and smoke everywhere. But the big issue was that they told us not until like the next day after we had already gone back in there to try to get some stuff out. They gave us a couple hours the next day. They said, um, well, there was asbestos in the ceiling. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're in, everything that you own is contaminated <laughs> with asbestos and you will not be able to salvage any of it. We, although we had gone in there, spent probably a couple hours well, in you, that house. That, this was on a Sunday night that the fire broke out. And so you didn't go into work on Monday. I mean, the Red Cross came out. Yeah, they put us up because I, we had no place I, I to, to go. I to this day think in my, my old age retirement, I'm going to work for the Red Cross because they were so wonderful to us. They showed up on the scene. They they cared for us. They gave us water. They put us in into a hotel. They gave us three or four days in a hotel where we could try to get our you know finally get our wits about us. Brooks had his test, so of course he <laughs> went to school. Still going to go take to his test, his, take his test, and probably just aced it. Uh, yeah. And he tried to go to skating, um, but he he was an ice skater, competitive ice skater, and he just fell apart at skating, and he left. And I we came back, and you said. You know, these are the things we need. To, we need to get all this stuff out. And luckily, all of the you know inherited things we had from our grandparents, your grandmother's radio, my grandmother's rocking chair, all of the important books of photo albums, and everything was all in the front room because it was the last thing in that house. But then I wanted to say, this big, big burly fireman at two o'clock in the morning now, and the fire's finally out, and we're all sitting on the yard, and the Red Cross is there. And I'm crying, and and I didn't cry wolf, sir. It was a big badass yes, fire. It was. And he said, "Why don't you come in with me?" Because he didn't know it was asbestos everywhere. He said, "Come in with me, and let's get some things out." And so I had not decorated. My bedroom was sort of unpacked. The closet was full, but I had the big portraits of Brooks as a baby. The sixteen by twenty little baby, you know, portraits we have had everywhere. He went in my closet with me and he said, I'm going to help you because I was, of course, falling apart. He said, these look really important. You're only supposed to be getting clothes and stuff that can keep you overnight. He said, but let's go ahead and take these things out. Yeah, we all went in there. Bless I, his heart. I took my keyboard yeah. out, my my piano, and um, we took many other things that we could get for Yeah, scrapbooks yeah, of nice. my dad. And I have a special blanket that's been in my family for eons and eons that belonged to Brooks then. And. We, we did. We got some of those things out. The windows were broken out of the front. So you were handing me things through the window. Yeah. And this was all earlier in the day on Monday. And then Brooks, of course, went to school, took his test. I had gone to get him, get him from skating. And you called. I'll never forget. And you said, everything that's on the front yard 
is all of the stuff from the living room. The piano seems to be undamaged because we have this giant piano. Um, and it seems to be undamaged and they've covered it in quilts, but that's it. They've cordoned off the house and now we can't go in anymore because of asbestos. Yeah, I when, fell on the ground and started crying. When we came back, it looked like that the end of E.T. when they have covered the entire house <laughs> yep, in plastic exactly. and there's guys in hazmat suits yep. going through it because they said, yeah, there's asbestos. You can't keep anything. Although then they, they finally said, well, you can keep anything that is a hard surface, but anything that is porous at all, well, like clothes or anything part, else or bedding ho- or. Yeah, it was absolutely it. horrific because when you've got asbestos problems, that's it. And so Brooks's stuffed animals, keepsakes, bedding, like you said. So what they did you went to work, you went back to work, your wonderful company had put us up in another place that was furnished after that. And we finally were settled until we could figure out what, what was next for us. But they took me in the, put me in the backyard. They cut a hole in the plastic yeah, and I had things. to stand there. It was six hours a day where they'd bring every item. I'm talking about a pencil. I'm talking about a box of Q-tips. And yeah. I had to say yes or no. Of course you wanted those Q-tips. Because be, asbestos Q-tips yes. are like the best thing. You can yeah. Have. I just want all that glass in my ear. Yeah. yeah those guys would hold <laughs> things up. Right. And and yeah. But there and were some things that they could yes clean. I had to say yes or no that if yeah. it was so important, then I'd have to sign a waiver saying, I've I understand this is contaminated with asbestos and I am agreeing to keep it. So it's to this horrible. day, six weeks of that to this day, we still have some things in a giant plastic bags thick, in, in a storage plastic. unit. Yep. This giant Mickey Mouse that we had, like Brooks's yep. little yep. ship that he had. It's it's all thick still plastic. Yeah. Asbestos plastic. Like, what are we going to do with it? We can't open it up. I think. But how many years has it been but now? Asbestos doesn't like go away. <laughs> Since 2008. And I know. we're like, oh, we can't part with the asbestos, the asbestos Mickey. The asbestos <laughs> Mickey is in our San Diego <laughs> right. storage unit that we pay a ton for each month and we don't even know what's in there no but, but we know that's our asbestos stuff but but that was a horrendous time and uh i i was like well that's quite the way the universe got us to not live next door to those people yeah so we lived there for one day yeah but then we lived in that uh apartment that, that my company put us up in ovation and it was furnished us, in nice was two bedrooms like, what, yeah a month we were there for a month and on april uh the 8th so it was a month and a week later uh, about two streets over, same neighborhood. We went to see this house on a Sunday morning, and the landlord was from the south. Oh, but you're, for, you're forgetting my the guest landlord I've ever had. You're forgetting the guest house that we stayed in for like Gosh, another month. That, ten, that was ten days. Ten, ten days. No, in, it, it seemed like a month. No, ten days in someone's pool house with three of us and several pets and our aquarium. <laughs> they were very aquarium. nice to, to let us stay there. But in, we were all in, in one bed, house. like yeah. Willy Wonka bed. It was in their backyard by their <laughs> pool. And yeah, we were just jammed in, but mm-hmm. they, were, they were very nice. But I don't think that uh, they appreciated it after a while. No, after Neither a while, did we, it's like, but... get these people out of here. <laughs> yeah. So then we went, your company put us up for another three weeks in a, in a nice apartment that was furnished. And really took good care of us. The Red Cross continued to take good care of us. And we fought with the neighbors because we had a major insurance claim against them. Well, the problem was that I hadn't gotten renter's insurance on that place because we'd only been in there for a day. One day, yeah. So we didn't technically have insurance. No. But the homeowner did. So we Well, and we it was 100% the, the fault of the homeowner for was, not servicing still, the heater. But normally, that I would think, or some in some cases, it would be that the person 
that would cover the house, but it wouldn't necessarily cover the, the stuff inside the right, house. Right, but, but, but California law, thank God, yeah. <laughs> said it, this is all landlord. It's 100% yeah. their responsibility because their service papers said 1987 on it. Yeah. So they... We were in a battle with them, and we were in this apartment for three weeks, and then we met the Southern landlord, who I adore to this day, and we went and looked at his house, and it had a swimming pool, and it was lovely, and it just felt like home, and uh, we were about to leave. We said, yeah, we love it. We're going to talk about it. He says, well, I got the lease right here, and I got my keys right here in my pocket. If you want it, let's do it now. <laughs> yeah, that never and happened. And I was like, so holy it... crap, we've got a house. Wow, they're not going to check our credit or anything? Let's <laughs> no, do it. let's yeah. jump on that. And I swear he was the best landlord we ever, ever had. I still love him. So w- within a matter of, it was five I don't weeks. know, five weeks, we had we were out of a house. We had gone from the house of Manhattan Beach into that burned house yep. into somebody's guest house yep. into that temporary apartment mm-hmm. and then Do into... we count we haven't even counted all those as a move <laughs> it may be 40 moves well, in yeah, 36 count years. all those and then into the the gene house we call it because the gene, gene house the, the and he was landlord. our landlord and he was wonderful so we did like five moves within like a month at that point yeah and here's the thing we had to get all new everything because if it plugged in we weren't allowed to keep it yeah, that's against the asbestos nothing anything electrical soft anything surface. soft yeah so we were able to, they were able to somehow keep our piano. And so we still have that. Well, you know, that woman, the, the landlord herself that morning, Monday morning, because I told her I don't have furs and diamonds, but lady, that piano is worth a freaking fortune. It's in 1934, was on the stage at Lincoln Center in New York. That better not have a scratch on it. And she was terrified that that piano was going to be gone. And she went in there herself to give her credit for that, even though I couldn't stand her, she covered everything, uh, covered the entire piano in several quilts and then duct taped the quilts all over the piano. So I was afraid it was going to be sweaty, you know, like it was going to be moist and, and really damage the wood. But it, the piano is still sitting right here in our house. And now she's in an iron lung from breathing all the asbestos. But, but at least we got But do you remember what piano. she said? Why do we why do we not like her? <laughs> well, because because <laughs> we had we filled out all these forms about it. we had to go through every item that we could think of that we had for the claim. And then she looked at the claims and said that this was not none of this stuff was true because this would i have seen your stuff she said and you have nothing but rags yeah like all of our clothes were rags me (laughs) little lady yeah so she she didn't want to pay well she wasn't even paying it was her insurance i know but yeah and and we just wrote down everything that we actually had so we and we did okay we were taken well care of and we moved into a lovely house so after five weeks of pure trauma and losing a ton of stuff like all of our clothes were gone. Brooks's clothes, our clothes. We didn't have anything but the clothes we escaped with on our back. I remember sleeping in my street clothes. I didn't even have a nightgown that first night. I was getting portraits out of my closet, <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. forgot to get any nightgowns or underwear or anything. I think we had a bag yeah, of laundry. My, we had a bag of laundry that was unfolded. All we took my with Speedos us. and tank tops. I lost <laughs> all those. Yeah. So I have to say, thank God. Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much all I ever wore. Uh, yeah. All around the house, all by yourself. That's what I get to see you in. <laughs> Yeah, right. it, it's that it's that body <laughs> that body we're after that's it yeah yeah well, so that was the burn house even though that was more of a serious story it's a very horrific tra- tragic experience yeah, that but, was that was something but you know we lived 
I went back in and I got my phone. <laughs> the ceiling fell in, thank God, after we got out of the house. We went in, when we went in the next day, it was just like those commercials, you know? You have all the black water just dripping from the ceiling uh-huh. and no electricity. Yeah. And the flashlights are shining and the firefighters are in there trying to help you get some clothes to wear. Yeah, it's just kind of surreal to it's see all your unbelievable, stuff. Unbelievable. Like unbelievable. And so, um, but Brooks had his hard drive, all of his school books, he had his briefcase. And we were able to save most of our old photos and all that kind of stuff because so that was i don't even know how that happened yeah. normally i don't i've never moved that way before or since but all the keepsake items were near the piano in the front room mm-hmm. all the keepsake furniture everything luckily, that was they, important they didn't punch out the ceiling right there they room. did it down the hall exactly so that's, where it, that's what saved was, us but... that was just miraculous yeah but the, the whole house being covered in plastic it was that way for like months they, they yeah. kept that oh, yeah. thing all totally... Because six weeks of it, I stood back there all day long to a point of like fainting from yeah. standing on my feet trying to watch. And that I had a person from the insurance company that was recording every single item. I'm not joking. I remember the hazmat suit coming and showing me a pencil. I mean, it was every <laughs> well, tiny yeah. little item yeah. in the house. Every eraser and earring and... Anything, statue, little statue of Henry VIII or whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to say yes or no. And that was the hardest thing because, of course, that's all your stuff. And you want to say yes to everything. If it was a hard surface, like any, like a wooden bookshelf or things like that, we could keep it. Framed things we could keep. But anything soft, all of our bedding and all of our clothes and all of our electrical, all washer, dryer, refrigerator, lamps, all gone. Imagine all the stuff that we would have if we still had all that <laughs> stuff. Because for some reason, we, we have like a 10 by 20 storage unit, which I don't have any idea what's in it. No, me neither. That's the thing down in San Diego. And then we've got all the stuff in this house and our garage is kind of full. And the running joke in and our house attic. is if we can't find anything, well, it must be in the San Diego uh-huh, storage yeah. unit. <laughs> yeah, every, there's this magical San Diego storage unit that it has everything, everything we can ever think of. Everything that's missing. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, you just collect so much crap. And then we always think, oh, we don't want anyone to see in our garage. I can actually pull my car in this garage, which is amazing. Well, sort of squeezing it past a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, but it's actually in there. So that's saying something. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, the guy next door and the guy, they open their garage and I'm like, oh, it's not just us. Well, yeah, that's the thing. In California, there are no basements. And so everybody uses their garages as like their storage unit. Yeah. You're like, wow, these places are just jammed. If we brought the stuff up from from San Diego, we would oh, have God. my car would be on the next block. No. <laughs> That's the, I think we're gonna have to bring in a, a dumpster and just like pitch, but I don't know. We, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, if we're gonna get rid not, of that. It's one. not bringing us joy, so we're supposed to get rid of it. Do you know that she says you're only supposed to own 36 books? That's when I wrote her off. I can't, I can't deal Why with that. Why would you worry about books if you have because because the clutter queen, whatever her name is, says that you can't have. More than 36 books in your possession at a time. Okay, what about like what? 400 shoes like you have or, <laughs> or 8,000 purses? Like I, we'll we'll go to Marshall's and Beth has probably bins worth of bins. Of, it's bins. Of purses. Yeah. And every day, like, oh, I'm going to get this new purse because this other one, she loves a purse for about- I love a purse. She falls in love with purses and then she uses it. She says, this is going to be the greatest weeks. purse ever. No, oh, it's not four weeks, like three days. You start getting <laughs> mad at it. And then it's like, okay, there goes that you one. You know, I think we're all mad at our purses. Women, women, let's talk about this. We're all mad at the purses because what are we doing? We're digging in the purse looking for bullshit. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> just 
can't stand it. Why not get a little flashlight? Because you're like, well, this one doesn't have a has a black interior, and I can't see anything in it. I no like, longer buy purses with black interior okay. because I I've got one that I'm actually taking with me back to Cedarburg because it's a great travel purse and it is black on the inside. It's the one that we both hate. It's the purse we call the hate. We hate this purse, but it's a really good travel purse and it's canvas, so I can roll it up and it can go in my bag really easy. I can't take my leather ones; they'll get bent. So, yeah, I've got a purse problem. I I would like to someday count my shoes. I'm thinking, oh, God. I don't even know, two or 300 oh, pairs of shoes, maybe. If I will, if everything. You don't count San Diego storage. <laughs> yeah, really. There's probably <laughs> bin after there. bin there. But, <laughs> and now you carry like two purses or three purses at a time. Like one, there's a couple that go in the car and then one that comes with you into stores. Do you know what? I saw Brooks's girlfriend is now doing the same thing. Wow. She has her big You're purse of influence. crap she needs. And then she has the little crossbody <laughs> that if we go out doing something, she's got that. That's organization. That's I, the way you do it. I only have my George Costanza wallet that's packed to the brim. With, and you I don't have even a crooked what. spine because I, I of it. Need, I need to put a strap on it. Or 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 some sort of elastic that I can wear it around my waist. I've it can always, be my European yeah. <laughs> my European shoulder satchel. Anyway, we've run very long oh, on this God. one. Okay. But, uh, anyway, All right. that, yeah, sort of uh, tough to think so about where the, the are fire. We at the, after the firehouse, I don't uh, know. there's many more houses to go on. I can't even believe that. What are we <laughs> yeah, thinking? I know. That was still a long time ago. Uh, yeah. That was God. like 12 years ago. Now, look how many times we've moved in 12 years. And yeah, we never included those five places that we lived in that one month between the So we must be up fire, to 40. So I don't know. It's, if it's if I add those two, in, let's see. We, I know much. burn houses included and gene houses included. How many were there well, in between? We can't, we can't count this because we didn't technically move like with a u-haul into these places we just moved ourselves but there was the hotel for red cross there was the pool house and then there was the apartment so there was three in between uh mommy gene gene house and and burn house so we need an asterisk yeah the asterisk for those three anyway (laughs) thanks again for listening to us and send us an email uh at us at stillmarypodcast.com or uh give us likes and um Give us reviews. We, we need reviews. Yeah, that'd be great. We've had over 5,000 listeners and we Isn't need to something? get some reviews I know. I'm so out excited. there. Like, you know what I would like to hear too? Like if they've ever moved and been through any kind of trauma or fire or somebody that has too many purses or too many shoes and what they've come up with ideas to do with all their crap. Let's not I'd go like down the trauma side. I, I think we need to. Yeah. People can a, talk to me about a trauma. I'm okay. a very good listener. Well, let, you can take that offline as they say. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. I'm here for you people if you need to lean on yes. me. Yes. So anyway, good to talk to everybody again or or have you or talk at you since uh-huh. you're not really talking to us. But, but feel uh, free to talk to us or at us and you can email yes. us. Email us at us at stillmarriedpodcast.com and also our Patreon page, patreon.com. And it's How Are We Still Married Podcast. Uh, and all the other places you can find us, just give us some likes, give us some love out there, and we will uh, return the favor somehow. I and thanks we'll, so much we'll for listening and telling your families to listen. We, I'm getting so many comments, like on my Facebook page at least, about that. New people are listening on Twitter, on Facebook. I've got pages for all of that. Just look up How Are We Still Married, and uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, like all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. So, all right. We will chat again. Yeah. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye.